This is Stephanie, and this is the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just want to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Minutes Podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So, If you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. (laughs) Um, So it's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars or five dollars. And you can do as many as you would like. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buy me a coffee.com backslash mocha minutes. I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. Trust me, it's not what you want. I don't do back and forth. I want and there's a flag on the play. Oh, cause you know you're hella disrespectful. Every week I'm one foot out the door, yeah. Next thing I know you're grabbing on my dairy, yeah. Got me pissed off from my head down to my shoes. Boy, I swear I'm over you. Click my heels three times, I'm right back home. Bring it back to you so you can put it down. What you got, you make me drive back. Hit it when we come in contact. But for you, I'm turning right back. Pumping brakes is not compliant. Boy, you know you make me come back. Come back, no other dude can do it like that, like that, yeah, 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 yeah. Even when I catch an attitude, boy, all I do is drive back home to you. Hello, welcome to the Mocha Minutes Podcast. This is Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. I don't care how many times I hear drive back by Candias. Candace Dillard Bossett, honey. Um, it's a bop. And I enjoy it. I sing it every time I hear it. I love this song. It is a complete and utter bop. It slaps, as the kids would say. But welcome to the Mocha Men's Podcast. Just dropping a nice little solo dolo episode. Because one, I miss y'all. And I'm getting back into the groove of being consistent. And I appreciate everybody who is hanging with me. So just wanted to, hmm. it's very interesting when I think about it because it this really is like a follow-up to my episode last week with Cook where we talked about a few things, right? We talked about a few things, uh, but mostly it was just Monique <laughs> that we talked about. So, but there's some other stuff that came up. Um, so let's get into, you know, we got three things, you know, low, mid, high, you know, all the keys. Three keys. Sorry. You know what, y'all? Okay, so this is very funny. I um, sometimes call Alicia Keys Alicia Three Keys. And so now, basically, um, I could say all that about Alicia Keys, and I still like her music. So it's actually kind of funny every time I think about it. But anyway, that is, um, yeah, it's neither here nor there. So let's talk low-key. Portia Gabadia is coming back to... The show where wives hold peaches, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She is coming back for season 16. I think we're on 16 now. Um, Candy Burris, who is extremely busy, booked, and she she is hanging up. She's putting her peach away. Um, she might be back, right? Same I have a feeling that Candy is not gone forever. She probably is going to be put on pause, kind of like Portia was. Um, and when I want to say put on pause, chose, chose to pause. Let me say that. Y'all almost had a moment. Ooh, almost had a moment. Okay. Ooh. But yeah, Porsche's coming back for season 16. From what I see, it looks like her and Kenya are fine. <sighs> Here's the thing about that. Last time Porsche and Kenya were on the show, they also were fine. And then and then all of a sudden, as the season unfolded, they stopped being fine. And I still stick by this, right? 
So at that last reunion of Portia's where they were in all black and you saw Portia's reaction, like she was really, really upset that Kenya was bringing this up. And a lot of people are just kind of like, why is she going like that? Because for me, if I'm a whole single lady and I'm on a trip and there is penis available, I honestly would not have played it the way that Portia was playing it. If Kenya was walking around telling people that I was like hopping up and down on bolos, um, bolo, I'd be like, yeah, I sure did. Anyway, pass the peas. See how that works? And I was like, why is her reaction this way? Then fast forward to Portia's show where she's talking about her and Dennis tried to make work up until like December of that year. And I'm like, wait, now that makes sense. The trip, the bolo trip was for Cynthia's wedding. Cynthia got married in October or November that year. So technically, Portia was still trying to work it out with Dennis. That's why she didn't want nobody to say anything. Because I think they were maybe committed or maybe exclusive. Who knows? But basically, in my mind, that's how, that's why that made sense to me. It's like, oh, okay. So, okay. That's why she didn't want nobody talking about it because she was trying to make it work with Dennis for little Miss PJ, who is a doll baby. She's so cute. Um, <clears throat> so Portia's coming back and now it's stuff coming up about Simon. Um, and about, he may, allegedly, he may be a scammer. He allegedly doesn't have citizenship. I'm saying all allegedly because, you know, I care about not being sued, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. I am not some of these folks who are like, I dare you to sue me. I'm like, oh, no, I don't dare you to do nothing. Alleg allegedly. Allegedly. Um, stuff going on with Simon and people are like, oh, that's why she's coming back. I'm like, maybe. I'm not sure because um, I think for the most part, his citizenship maybe should be issue should be kind of okay considering that he and Portia are married and they've been married at least a year but you know what I'm not a immigration lawyer so that's not my um wheelhouse HR issues I might be able to help you with but um immigration law nope not me so we're going to see how this new season um shapes up because it seems like it's going to be Portia and Kenya and I don't know what other um past uh cast member might be it could be Sheree who knows but it sounds like they are doing like a soft reboot of Atlanta but keeping a couple of um basically staples if you want to say for Atlanta um also I'm putting this in low-key only because I find it hilarious not in any other way except this has been going on for quite some time. So Taylor Swift is, <laughs> I had a very quick, funny question. Cause my mother said, why are people so bad at her? Um, I was like, cause she's annoying. Alleg I'm gonna say allegedly, even though that is my opinion. Um, the coverage of Taylor Swift is, can be at ad nauseum, honestly. So if you didn't know her boyfriend, uh, Travis Kels, his team, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl this year. And when I tell you that had, to, uh, I'm going to tell y'all this. If Jesus had lost, y'all know that this, it would have literally gotten so much worse when it comes to coverage of Taylor Swift if the Chiefs had lost. So, <clears throat> The Chiefs won their um, Super Bowl. They had the parade shot. And please love and care to all the people who were affected by the mass shooting that happened at the parade. It was nothing really targeted. It seems like it was a, um argument that got out of hand. So it wasn't like they were targeting a certain demographic, which thankfully that's wonderful. The thing about it is like that Chiefs, um, the victory parade, they it was basically they shut down the city. So there were kids there. So I'm glad. Um, it wasn't as bad as it was. It was still bad because someone still lost their life and a lot of people got injured. <sighs> I just want people to have fun. If your team wins the Super Bowl, you should be able to go out and have a good time without the fear of somebody could shoot me or I could get harmed. 
that should not show up when you're thinking about going out to have a good time. So to everybody who was at the, uh, gosh, it's like, I don't want that to be the thought that you think of. But for a lot of people, that is probably going to be what they think of. But this is not about the Chiefs um, parade. But definitely thoughts and prayers and love to everybody who was affected by the shooting. Taylor Swift has been doing this thing for a very long time, even since she was doing CMA and CMT awards. She would have this, oh my gosh, I won, look, and you think about, girl, look at this. Like, I think it was one year where it's like she won every award at CMA or CMT, one of them, and she always had this look like, me, I won? It's like, girl, stop this right now. It's like, what are you doing? I think what it is is that for a little while, Taylor relished or succeeded to get um, fame and just notoriety by playing up. I'm the underdog in this. It is 2024. Taylor Swift is no longer an underdog. Ma'am, you are a titan of your industry. Gone are the days of you being an underdog. You can't do this anymore. So her, as she's winning a Grammy... Announcing that she has a new album coming out. People are like, oh, like, nope. People just didn't say anything. I'm like, because they sick of her. That's how that works. And it's like, honestly, that's not the place, girl. If you don't pull out your phone and put it on your tickety-tock or your Instagram or your Twitter and then say it. But say it while you're getting a Grammy is just tacky for um, any lack of better words. Also, if I... And Taylor Swift. And I'm getting and the Celine Dion is giving me an award. Do you know how much I would have literally been like, I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind right now because Celine Dion just handed me an award. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. That's the response. The response she gave is like, oh my goodness. And now then you see backstage, she's hugging her, but then people are bringing up, hey, hi, she has like a condition about being grabbed and touched. So it's like, would I have grabbed and touched Celine? No. Would I have acknowledged the fact that Celine Dion is giving me an award or is the one presenting me an award? There's no way I couldn't say anything. So there's that. It's like, uh, girl. The thing about it is, it's like now you're starting to see the stuff creep up about what there have been a lot of black content creators who've been going across social media and wherever you create content saying that when it comes to Taylor Swift, if she gets any kind of criticism or critique, she will weaponize feminism so quick. Oh, y'all only saying that? No, baby, we not. Because the thing about it is she will, it comes off to a lot of us that she will weaponize feminism so quick if you critique her in any sort of way. And that is the issue. It's like, girl, we not doing this with you. And I've noticed one thing, and I don't know if y'all noticed this either. There used to be a certain um person who loves his loved his melodies, love, love, love his voice, like his videos. Some of them are they problematic? Absolutely. He used to literally turn into Steve Rogers and jump on a grenade. Anytime somebody says something about Taylor Swift, I've noticed that he's kind of quiet right now. Or I'm just not following him and I just didn't notice it. But not really seeing too much um, down the hall with don't talk about my girl. I've, I've kind of noticed how silent he just is. I'm like, I find that interesting. But yeah, um, people literally uh, have noticed that, that she can be a little, hmm, but it's, it's, it's a little bit tiresome to a point. Let's go to mid-key. So, Mr. Chris Brown, whose music I really do enjoy. I feel like I have to um, say this with a disclaimer, and a lot of people do. It's kind of like if you have any critique of a famous person, but you're a fan of their music, you have to give it a disclaimer. It's like, I'm being fair and trying to be a little bit fair in my critique. I'm saying this as someone who's a fan. Am I as big of a fan since 2009? No, not really. I'll be honest. I'm not. Um, so as of late, 
The Super Bowl happened, I think, the weekend after the all the NBA All-Star game happened. I am not somebody who watches the shooty hoops, so I don't know, and I need people to watch the shooty hoops. Explain that to me. But it felt like this one was very much, like, not really publicized. It didn't seem like it was a big deal. Um, but I, I don't know. And I was just like, well, maybe it's just because I don't watch basketball. So maybe that's the reason why. To me, it didn't. So I asked a couple of people, like, they're like, no, it was kind of like, Hush, hush this time. I don't know. Maybe it's because a lot of stuff happened in like a span of a fortnight. You got Super Bowl, you got the Grammys, you got NBA All-Star Game. All that happened within like two or three weeks. So maybe that was it. I don't know. But also add in the shooting that happened in Kansas City. That could I just don't know. I, I really don't. Um, so apparently Chris Brown was supposed to be at the all-star game he apparently he's invited and then uninvited and you know he's not gonna let this fly too much he's gonna say something and then it opened up i'm sorry no uh, it reopened up rihanna versus chris brown and i'm putting that in quotes so for anybody who didn't know in 2009 the same weekend as the Grammys, there was an altercation between Chris Brown and Rihanna. Now, the thing about the reason why I remember this because I remember I was talking to my mother about this. So I was, because one, I'm somebody who used to love watching the Grammys. I still kind of do. Um, so it was like it was a big deal because Chris Brown and Rihanna was going to be there. It's like they were a couple. It was a big deal. And so then all of a sudden it said one of them. I can't remember if they. I think they said. Rihanna was not coming, and then Chris Brown wasn't coming. And I looked at my mother and said, I hope he didn't do anything to that girl. And I know what you're thinking. I shouldn't think that on Mac. I'm like, oh, she's not coming. He must have did something. I'm like, I shouldn't have. But I was like, I hope he nothing didn't happen between those two. Then I was like, maybe they got into a car accident. It was all these things. And then you hear about what happened. You hear that... Um, there was an altercation. Then all of a sudden you saw pictures that only could have came from a hospital. It highlighting that what, how teams he got those pictures was a violation of HIPAA. And that's why the people who gave them the, the pictures for a few thousand lost their jobs. That, my friends, is a HIPAA violation. That is what HIPAA is. Because there's no way you could have got those pictures without getting them from the emergency room. So then it became, so then here came the narratives of, well, they were fighting, she hit him first, or they were fighting, and it's not fair. And every time I think about that, you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of the movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? If you've watched the movie, it is um, based on Tina Turner's autobiography of her life with Ike Turner. Um, It's... You know, fictionalized as in it's just a movie. It's not like a documentary or anything like that. So in that movie, Ike beat Tina's ass for quite a few years. And then towards that, like they got on a plane, they going somewhere. I start night, all of a sudden you see them fighting. Homegirl, he beat her ass. Here's the thing. She also was fighting his ass back. Like they were fighting. So when people say, oh, they were fighting, that's what I think about. Only because, yeah, Ike and Tina were fighting, showed up bloody and bruised, and this could have happened in real life, or if it was just like hot sensationalized for the movie, I don't know. But please understand, they got into a physical fight in that car. How long had Ike been beating on this woman? So that's sometimes those are thoughts that pop into my mind. So a lot of people have sat with Tamika Mallory, um, came out and said, you know, how long are we going to hold something against someone? Um, or we're going to just, you know, let, you know, it just accept them or just like move past it. And the thing about it is this is part of the problem. If this was a, um, isolated incident, first time it's happened, then I'd be like, I feel like y'all are fine. I'm like, you have a point. Here's the problem. Not only does this man allegedly have an anger problem, Rihanna's not the only woman he allegedly put his hands on. Karuchi Tran, a girlfriend after Rihanna, got awarded a permanent, it's weird the way they worded it, permanent um, restraining order, but that was good for five years. I'm like, I feel like permanent and only for five years is weird. 
and I think it got extended. And she also alleged this man put his hands on her. Allegedly, one of his baby mamas said he also put his hands on her. There was a party at his house. Allegedly, he put his hands on some woman there. He's gotten into physical fights with other people. He's torn up a TV at a television station. If this was a one-and-done incident, then I could see what y'all are saying. But this, but the thing about it, because I saw a lot of people, oh, he, Rihanna hit him first. And I think I've said this on a couple of pages. I kind of just put this comment out. Nobody has responded to me yet. Ooh, question. Did Karuchi hit him first too? <laughs> did she hit him first too? Did his baby mama hit him first too? Because that can't be your issue. And that can't be like, well, I mean, they fought. I'm like, okay, so how does that factor into Karuchi Tran? Homegirl got a restraining order. That man had, that man allegedly had death threats and said he would like harm her. And it felt like he was stalking her. There was a, um, a song where it's like, Karuchi, that he said it. It was kind of like he was harassing her, allegedly. I'm going to keep saying allegedly, even though it's on wax. I'm saying allegedly. Hello, I don't want to be sued, okay? So that was my issue. I'm like, if this was a one and done, then it's like, okay, y'all can say that. Here's the deal. The role of Ray Rice has been already filled by Ray Rice. See, that's the person that y'all can actually kind of use this logic on. Ray Rice is a former running back for the Baltimore Ravens. He got into a physical, um, a physical altercation with his now wife. And I think the reason why he got let go, partly because he put his hands on women, but also I think it's the way that he characterized it to the team. And the team didn't know there was video, and then video came out. He got released from the team. He has never been back on the team. However, he has gone through management. He has apologized. He, he didn't have to go to jail or anything like that. He apologized. He's gone through, like, basically um, therapy. Him and his wife is still together, and he basically, you don't hear, you didn't hear any other incidents from him. So the role of Ray Rice that y'all trying to put Chris Brown into has already been filled by Ray Rice. He is different. He did exactly what we tell everybody to do, and he lost. He still lost his job. Should he still have his job? That's debatable because um, the NFL is not the place where you talk about the moral high ground. There's a lot of men who literally have put their hands on women, allegedly, and they're playing right now, or they were able to retire properly. So there's that. Right. Chris Brown is not this uh, the, is like the thing about this. This is not this is not the road. Wrong road. Wrong road when it comes to Chris Brown. And to top it all off, some of the people talking is like, girl, what? the What? So um, Suge Knight, as of late, came out to say something. <clears throat> and when I think about it, I am screaming. Because, you know, Chris Brown was supposed to be at the NBA All-Star Game, and then they uninvited him. But And he went into, you know, he went on to social media. He told everybody. I was asked by, so this is what Chris Brown said on his Instagram. I was asked by the NBA to play in the All-Stars game, in the All-Star Game this year, only for them to call later and say they couldn't do it because of their sponsor, like Ruffles. At this point, I'm sick of people bothering me, and I'm tired of living in the fucking past. I posted the email so y'all could see. The NBA still was trying to get me to come and sit courtside. Not fucking happen. I only go where I'm appreciated. Now, this is what he said. Ruffles said that they, they're like, we did not tell them to uninvite you. However, Chris Brown don't believe it. He said they're just trying to save face. Now, that was like... <sighs> the thing about it is... The way that the NBA worded it, it sounded like, the thing about it, when I read it, it didn't sound like the, the Ruffle said, uh-uh, we don't want Chris Brown now. I don't think that's what they said. I think in the NBA said based on, they just used Ruffles as an example. I don't think Ruffles had anything to do with that. That's just my opinion. They could. Somebody could come out and say, oh, no, they really did. And I'm like, girl, what? It's like, I hope not. Uh, uh, uh. I said, uh-uh. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Um, so Suge Knight, after all this is going on, decided to bring a double standard of when it comes to Chris Brown and, of all people, Dr. Dre. And you may be wondering, I'm sorry, y'all giving y'all giving space and opportunity to Suge Knight, a man who also has been accused, 
accused of domestic violence. Same man. I'm like, eh. also, Dr. Dre was on his, on death row with Suge Knight. He was on his record label. I'm so confused here. I'm so confused here. So this is what homeboy, Mr. Um, Suge Knight said. <coughs> Excuse me. You can have a man that's part of that secret society and they're going to give him an award, the impact award. That motherfucker beat up more bitches than anybody. That This man gets an award for beating up women. Chris Brown is stripped of his crown and not saying it was right that him and Rihanna got into it and they had a fight or he beat her up. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is he had a fight with one woman or he beat up one woman and they still casting stones at him. They don't give him a cigar. They don't let him come perform. They don't let him pretty much win awards, but you can have an impact award with Andre. Do you know, I just read something for 15 seconds that I'm like, wait, time out. First of all, see, see, this is part of the problem. He had a fight with one woman or beat up one woman. Beating up one woman is one woman too many. That's the first thing. Second thing is he, that is not the only woman he beat up allegedly. Why are you acting like it's just about Rihanna? Or people say, well, Rihanna forgave him. So I'm like, we should forgive him too. I'm like, uh, you ever just think that maybe she did that because she didn't want y'all asses coming after her? We have seen it where women have accused high profile men that we are fans of and people come after them. And they go, you know what? Never mind. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just keep it cute with this person. Da, da, da. So I don't know why y'all acting like this is somehow not weird for y'all to act like this is not weird. It's like, this is weird. But also, a man who literally has accusations of domestic violence can't say nothing. And the fact that you're being like, bringing up Andre, and people are like, yeah, that never sit right with me, the whole thing with Dr. Dre. Y'all full of shit. Let's be very clear. Y'all kind of don't care. Y'all can, people can like feign this if they want, but baby, please, please don't do this with me because homegirl never walked back her claim. So it's not, and the thing about she has talked about this publicly. So it's not like people just didn't know. I'm just moving on. It's just that y'all don't, the thing about it is. We don't want to have the conversation. We don't want to just be honest and say the reason why Chris Brown has literally not gone into obscurity and didn't make any money after 2009 is because of patriarchy and misogyny. You can sit here and act like somebody stripped him of something. He does not. He is not. This man still um, sold out shows. He still went on tour. He still has made music. He still can be out there. He has still had high-profile duets and features with women in R&B. When they talk about cancel culture, this is why we say no one ever truly gets canceled. Ever. Chris Brown was never canceled. He still is not. <laughs> There's still people like, I don't give a damn. I still like his music. Or, look, I mean, that was 2009. That was so long ago. I'm like, baby, if you search and do a Google... Chris Brown got stuff from 2021. Not other women, but a problem. This man has like, he has a lot of inner anger that he needs to work out. And it sounds like maybe he kind of is working on it, but kind of not really. I feel like if that's, if he was truly canceled, he couldn't say nothing. He, or better yet, people wouldn't see what he is saying because they're not listening to him. But to bring up like, I don't know if it's just because Suge and Dre are not cool. Allegedly, it still sounds like it. Um, ma'am, <clears throat> Suge, this is not, I'm like, I feel like you down the wrong road too. You can't have this. And then also, this is the man you used to work with. This happened right, either right before or right around when he was on your record label. So what are you talking about? Does he have somewhat of a point? Yes, of course. Because a lot of people are just like, yeah, people, it's kind of like, People know about that, that shit with Dr. Dre. They also know about the shit with him and his daughter who, like, didn't have a pot to piss in or window to throw it out of, and this man is damn near a billionaire and didn't help her. And there were people going like, oh, I mean, she is a, an adult. Oh. But y'all ain't saying that, Monique. Oh, we're coming up to Monique in one minute. Um, 
So, yeah, this whole Chris Brown thing is very interesting because people kind of ignore that part. Because they'd be like, oh, well, him and Rihanna were just fighting and she hit him first. Oh, okay. Hey, hi. I'm still waiting for someone to answer me. Did Karuchi hit him first, too? I think I'll, I think Jesus will come back before I get a real answer on that. Okay. Let's, last thing, because I'm about to hit it and quit it, um, is about Monique and the saga with her and her son. Now, when we talked about this, there, there was more stuff that came out after me and Cook, sorry, after me and Cook talked. So now we got more additional Instagram lives. And then there's also, she's on tour right now with Kat, and she gave up this story that allegedly happened somewhere with some older woman who's in her 80s told her, fuck that nigga and that. And I'm sitting here like, do I think she would lie about this? No. Do I think she could be lying about this? Yes. So it's like, I don't think she would, I don't think she would lie, but I kind of don't believe the story, if that even makes sense. I was listening to Demetria Lucas's shout out to Cook for telling me, like, listen, because she had a point. I did say this last week. There, these are two adults in this situation, but Monique is more adulter. She, he's, she's more of the adult because this is your fucking kid. He's not a kid. He is your kid. You need to fucking fix this. And the thing about, I'm like, I, I don't have children. But there is no way in God's green earth somebody could say fuck that nigga to me about my kid. Because let's be very clear. This is not Sydney's biological son. Monique, this is your son. And the thing about it is, I also said this. If there's any question about um, if these two are related, please look at how they're handling this. Oh, they're definitely genetically connected because they're both petty. It's like they're both petty because one, did Shalon have to make out an Instagram sign? Let me tell you how this bitch is lying. Of course not. <clears throat> but he did. The thing about it is, Mo, this is a, and I like my sweet babies, um, Miss my sweet babies, this is a critique I've always, I've had of late with Monique. And a lot of people do this and some a lot of people do this. If you need to reconcile a conflict or reconcile with someone, you cannot walk into the situation as you are sitting on right and they are wrong and they need to listen to you while you are right. If you walk into here, try to um, basically heal trauma, heal a relationship with somebody else, you cannot walk in that door that you are the one right and they are the one that's wrong. You have to be prepared for them to say something that you did poorly you fucked up on. You have to be prepared for that. And if you're not, you're never going to solve shit. And that is Monique's problem. Ma'am, let it go. How dare you tell this boy that you raised who might have an issue with you that, you know, I'm going to tell you like, when I say fuck this nigga, oh no, hell no. You're a piss poor parent to me. Now I'm wondering if piss poor is just a little bit too harsh. Maybe it is. I, I mean, I don't know, but that was my initial reaction. Piss poor. But I just. The thing about it is. And again, I'm saying this to someone who doesn't have children. I don't think. I would want to sit on. Let me show y'all how he's right. How he's wrong. And I'm right. I would not want to do these petty ass wars that she has been doing for at least a decade. With Oprah, Lee, and Tyler, with my own kid. The thing about it is, is like you cannot, the thing about it is, is that you had an issue with your family going on Oprah's show, talking about your, talking about your family's experience. So you didn't want that to happen. You didn't feel that was fair. You didn't want them to basically, I don't know, like maybe tell a different story of, Basically, what was not your experience or your truth. So why are you telling Shalon or trying to insinuate that Shalon is somehow wrong and talking about his experience? Did she admit that she's a broken parent? Yes. Did she say she was the best mother to him? I don't believe she did say that. That's the thing. If you know this 
if you know you have done just a little bit of a fuck up in some way, do not sit there and try to be right. And the thing about it is, it's like, I am a fan of Monique. I always have been. I appreciate Dimitri because when I listen to it, I'm like, points are made, babe. Points are made. I get it. Shalon's an adult. But when it comes to you, if you're a parent, you're a whole adult. I'm somebody who is over a certain age, 40. Me being at my big age and talking, if I have that kind of trauma that he's referring to, I don't, by the way, but if I did, and they're like, well, you're a grown-up, that does not diminish the fact that I actually have this kind of trauma in my background. It doesn't stop it from being true. And the thing about it, I kind of wish that Monique had literally took a book out of, had took a page out of an older book and just literally said nothing. Do not acknowledge that he is speaking. You want to know why? Because she really needs to sit with the fact that you may have damaged your kid. And that's what it sounds like it is. I don't need to be right if my child is telling me that this is what happened and I and they harmed me. Baby, you're going to have to pay this. I don't understand why she's not. But again, if you are always walking into conflict resolution as the other person is wrong and I am right and I'm just giving them um, audience and space to admit that they are wrong with how they treated me, you don't want conflict resolution. You want someone to rubber stamp you. You want someone to basically just treat you like you are you're above reproach. Baby, you're not. This is your fucking kid. Like, I don't even... The thing about it is I can sit here and just go, girl, okay. But I'm sorry. I can't, I can't get past that. I really... I, and I know I shouldn't be harping on this, but it's kind of like... Girl, I get it. Because I think, um, I think the example she talked about, like an 80 year old person, uh, this 80 year old woman had a 60 year old um, son, and every time they have an issue or they get mad, he brings up something from his childhood. That this happens a lot in families with people who have mental health issues and or um, drug related issues. Where it's kind of like they focus on things from the past because they just never healed from it or never got over it. <laughs> so I get that. You know, it's kind of like you get it. You get it. I just, ma'am, you need to stop talking about your kid. And it's like, I can't get past that. It's like, I really want Monique to realize something. Ma'am, this man is not Tyler Perry. This person, this man is not Lee Daniels. This man is not D.L. Hughley. This is your fucking kid. And if any time you should be shutting the fuck up, it's about your son. I don't care if y'all not cool. Because putting... The other thing was the screenshots of the text messages. I'm sitting here like, girl, why am I making... Like, I'm here to prove a point. I'm sorry. Nobody nobody wins when the family feuds. How is you showing that you seemingly have a surface level text exchange with your son proving him quote unquote wrong? It'd be different if you, oh, I don't know, whipped out pictures of you and your granddaughter and your son sitting somewhere in a park. That is shutting somebody up. But it's like, girl, it seemed like very surface and very much like, um, Internet, do your thing. But why would you want somebody to come and get your own son? Ma'am, your damaged son is part of you. Baby, I'm like, I need you to hang it up flat screen. Get off the internet. Again, if you thought these people weren't related in any way, please look at how both of them are moving. Because could you say, um, Shalon, you didn't have to like, you could have paid what she said. You ain't have to like really say anything. Of course I can say that. But he did. Now what's you going to do? Because, Monique, you just had to get over this. You really are. You, you, Baby, you're going to have to pay it. I promise you. This does not make you look good. 
you like wanting to have like these petty wars with your own kid. Have petty wars with DL Hughley. Have them all day long, babe. Your son, that should not be a thing. And it's just sad. Okay. So I said I had like three big things and then other stuff started happening. And I said, oh my God. Okay, so before I get on out of here, let me give some Bravo titty bits. <laughs> titty bits. <laughs> um, when I tell you the fact that we're getting Summer House is back, the finale of Miami and Hills, Beverly Hills has come out. Um Brandy Glanville is being Brandy Glanville. Um we're still we got stuff with Tom Sandoval. We got stuff with Portia. Girl. Okay. So, mind you, I already said I'm a high key. Um, This is Bravo Key. I just hit high notes. Okay. So, let's do some Bravo notes. High notes and low notes. Okay. So, high notes. So, let's start high. Hi. High notes. This is probably one of, and mind you, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but um, this is one of the... It wasn't a bad season of Beverly Hills. It wasn't as stellar, but it was actually a good season. I actually enjoyed it. Um, was this Erica Jane's um, redemption season? Yeah, a little bit, but mm, not really. I have to say, um, while giving out like little awards and superlatives, like most improved, most improved style is Crystal. I'm going to say that. Um Nobody on this show really is a reader, reader, reader. I do like Garcelle. I don't know why people are saying that she didn't have a storyline. I'm like, she kind of did. It's just, honestly, people are going to look at other things more. Uh, I find it very interesting that people are like, the um, the bloom is coming off the rose when it comes to Dorit. And I'm not going to mispronounce her name because I don't have time for this. Um, but I'm noticing, I'm glad people are starting to notice one big thing that Dorit does. If... People are wrong. She wants them to literally write her a like a five-page essay about how they wronged her. But when she is wrong about something, she will literally dip, dive, and dodge around her basically just saying she fucked up. Because the fact that she said, I guess in the preview for the reunion, um, she texted me to silence me. And then you look at the text, it's like, um, so I hate to break it to you. Uh... <clears throat> that's not exactly what she said. But it's kind of like, girl, it's kind of like the fact that she's like, uh, she being Kyle saying, keep it cute. It's hilarious. I also want to understand why the hell Kathy Hilton is at the reunion. We didn't see this heifer on the screen during the season. Maybe, maybe half a glimpse. So I'm like, why the heck is she here? Why is she here? And Marie, she can come back if she wants, honestly. But I need her to um, do a couple things. So the first thing is, and this has been bugging me for a while. She said, scope of practice. She and the anesthesiology have the same scope of practice. And I'm like, girl, that is not what's... No, no, you don't. There's no possible way that you as a nurse anesthetician has the same scope of practice as a doctor of anesthesiology that's literally not the same thing you are in the same specialty but you do not have the same scope of practice there's no possible way you have that you don't don't do that um and she's like i can't believe someone downed my profession i'm like no they actually didn't they weren't downing your profession what they're saying is you don't have the power to diagnose her on something or better yet say no this isn't real it's like, you don't have that power. That's really how this came about. And it's like, you needed to back off. And also trying to insinuate that Crystal is the one who said that Sutton had an eating disorder when technically that was you. So it's kind of like, I don't think Anne-Marie is a terrible addition to Beverly Hills because, quite frankly, there have been others that are worse. It's just, I need her to, like, <laughs> rope, rope it in, Babs. Miami. When I tell you, I'm kind of glad Miami's back on um, Bravo, but I thoroughly enjoyed it more when it was on Peacock is the understatement of the year. When I tell you, the fact that we are getting Alexia slash Marisol versus Larsa at this reunion, when I tell you it's about goddamn time, it's like, y'all, them two, 
I por favor, y'all have been literally keeping it cute on Lars that now all of a sudden y'all want to come after her ass. I'm like, y'all should have been having a, coming after that. Because when Alexia did that nice little slick shade about, girl, you only told us about stuff, you know, basically to brand yourself, and you were so offended that she said that. I'm like, but Alexia ain't wrong, babe. That's literally what you've been doing. It's like, I'm like, oh, we're going to trip. Oh, my God, I have a business there. Bitch, shut up. Um... Then why, are we, then why are you not arranging a business trip, you know, a la other housewives who have businesses and turn it um, and turn it into like, oh, this is business trip. But, hey, let me see if, you know, I can get a subsidy from Bravo so it can be filmed. <clears throat> so that's it. I can't wait. And, I'm, and as much as I love Adriana, I really do. I need this to be her last season on the show friend of or like full-time I need Adriana gone I really do and I like her but I feel like um we can sail Miss Lady off into the sunset and I like Adriana but she can go and we can give Kiki a mojito and make her full-time she could be bumped up to full-time I promise you it's fine y'all can you can extend it Lisa Hochstein being like turning full metal Karen in the last three episodes of this season is was not on my um 2024 um bingo card. It is not on my bingo card for Lisa because she is really trying me. And I love that the fact that they word Lisa's mother being born in Jamaica and not Jamaican because that really is a difference. Because I feel like she's Jamaican by nationality, not by ethnicity or race. Right. Um, so the way that she worded it is very much like, oh, she like her mama's Jamaican. No, technically she's not. She was born in Jamaica. It's very Giselle Bunchen of it all. Because <laughs> Giselle Bunchen is a whole German lady that was born in Brazil. So, again, by nationality, not ethnicity. And if I'm misquoting it, please correct me. And it's fine because I'm like, you know what? You're right. Thank you for correcting me. See how that works? It works fine. Um, the thing about it is Gertie is so much better than me. Her sexy ass firefighter put me out, bring your hose over here and spray me husband is better than me because there is so m- Larsa is so clockable and readable. It's actually kind of funny. You are so lucky that Russell is not pulling his, um, Joe Gorga, Peter Thomas, Marceau, Scott, Martel Holt, spirit out of his body. You lucky that this, like, you lucky. Because I'm like, Larsa is so clockable and readable. It's actually kind of, it's actually kind of funny to me. It's like, girl, you so lucky. And there is no way in hell that Gertie, is not going to literally cuss the fuck out of Lisa Hochstein and Larsa. Larsa, you dead ass wrong for what you did, and that's on period. You should not have told anybody this woman had cancer. And then it's like, well, I mean, I said, I'm sorry, what do you want me to do? Stop acting like you didn't fuck up. That's it. That's what you're supposed to do. And the thing about it is, it's like, Lisa, how are you telling somebody who has fucking cancer that you don't understand? I'm fighting for my life. Yeah, I wouldn't know nothing about that. I am not about to go through chemo again or chemo at all or fighting cancer. Do you mind the bat? And of all people to say, girl, I'd be like, okay, Gertie, whatever you say. For Alexia to say that, that's one of the more endearing things about Alexia. Where she's like, girl, if I know I ain't gonna win this fight, you ain't gonna see me fight. You're not gonna see me put up my dukes if I know I ain't gonna win this fight. I por favor. I love that that's the name of that um, podcast, by the way. Marisol can go to. Julia, <laughs> Julia has a sassy ass spirit in her that she is keeping at bay because her, her wife is Martina Navratilova. I feel like if Martina was not her wife, she'd have let Larsa have it by now. Because she's like, nope, Martina wants me to rise above it. Nope, nope, nope. She's like, she don't want me to do that. She's not said this out loud, I don't think. That's just how I'm feeling. Um, Kiki... Better come to this reunion and literally, like, girl, 
don't hold back on none of these bitches. And the fact that Larsa is saying, um, he, what's her son's husband? What's her boyfriend's name? Why, Michael Jordan's son. Oh, why am I blanking on this man's name? Marcus, just realizing. Marcus, um, Tim, Marcus is mad at Kiki for asking. I'm like, bitch, you mad that your daddy said, no, I'm not cool with this. And you mad that she like, but you said that he was. Okay, so she was like, who's telling the truth? The fact that she said, who's telling the truth on this is hilarious to me. It's like, who's telling the truth? Hey, hi. It's Michael Jordan. He's the one. I'm like, you're asking him how he feels. I do, like, do you, are you okay with it? No. You, and the thing about it is, it's like, is it really because of Larsa? Maybe not. Cause in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, he's not okay with it because of like, he really want to act like he don't know Scottie Pippen no more. And now it's like, oh Lord Pippen. Oh God. Don't even bring that name up to me. I feel like it has more to do with Scottie than it ever does with Larsa. I, I feel like I said, I'm like, he, he heard Pippen. Ugh, no. I don't know. I'm I'm probably being shady and silly right now. Summer House came back. I got to watch it. I started watching the Southern Hospitality. Uh, is this all? Yeah, High Notes. Yeah. The finales. Um, Southern, um, Southern Hospitality. Summer House is back. Summer House Martha's Vineyard is coming back in March. I cannot wait for my um, e-best friend that lives in um, Martha's Vineyard's... Uh, <laughs> To come back. I cannot wait till I see Mr. Preston on my screen. Very excited. I can't wait. Um, so I I, I can't wait for this. Uh I don't know if I want to put Potomac in high notes or low notes. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. It's kind of like mid-level for me. <sighs> hmm. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, another high note. Married to Medicine's reunion looks. When I tell you Dr. Heavenly's fashion has upgraded, because I'm I'm sorry, one of the best, better dressed of that, I guess, group of eight is actually, for my tops, is Heavenly, is Dr. Jackie. I am not sure why I like Toya's. Well, I just do. I think, one, I think she's styled beautifully. I don't know people, like, look like she's one of those. I don't know if people remember this, where they used to have, like, toilet um, toilet paper covers where it used to be dolls. People used to like decorate dolls, and then like the dress would cover the um, uh, they would cover the toilet paper. It used to be very cute. I knew people who used to do it. That's what they remind me of Toya, but I still think she looks cute. Um, and I really, Quad is not in my top four. She's in my top five because I also like Dr. Alicia. I thought she looked beautiful. I don't know, maybe it's just a skin like hers, just. It's probably because her skin is flawless. I'm wondering if Quaz dress is more of a sit-down dress. Because sometimes when you're taking pictures of them standing up and sitting down, sometimes it's like, oh, this is a sit-down dress. Can you imagine them thigh meets being crossed? I'm like, come on, girl. I love it. But Quad is Quad. She got it. She got it. And, of course, the bottom is always going to be, and I like Dr. Um, Simone, but she always in the bottom for me. Sometimes you're like, girl, what the hell are you wearing? I don't think she looked terrible, but it was just like, meh, no, I'm not impressed. Sweet tea looking like Auntie Sweet Tea is hilarious to me when she's talking about these old ass ladies. I'm like, ma'am, you look like um you got your mother of the bride dress from Nordstrom Rack. I'm kidding, not Nordstrom Mac. <clears throat> TJ Maxx. I'm kidding, not that Burlington. Let me tell you something. No, I'm not gonna say stories that I actually like. Girl, you look like the you got your mother of the bride dress from Rainbow. And Rainbow Hive, don't come after me. I'm just saying. That, like, for and I, I think Sweetie is a beautiful lady. She really is. I don't call her a beautiful girl because she's in her 30s and I'm older than her, so I'm her elder. I just, Sweetie, for you to be talking about somebody's age, how did um, Dr. Jackie out-fucking-class you when it comes to her? Because I feel like you should be wearing her dress and she should be wearing yours. But here's the thing. Dr. Jackie would never be caught in that. I actually like Phaedra's dress. I don't know why she's coming after Chanel Ion. It's like, girl, English may not be her first language, but she still will shade the fuck out of you. So I suggest you literally stay over there. Because it literally is the same goddamn dress. And I think at BravoCon, not heavenly, sorry, Phaedra 
I think, talked about somebody wearing, looks very quinceanera. I think she was talking about Chanel Ian. So this is just return serve of shade. It wasn't like, oh, failed to clap back at her. I'm like, yeah, Chanel was clapping back at her. I'm not doing this thing because I swear, uh, no. Mm -mm. So the looks are out. I'm very excited. I think the finale of, yeah, Mary to Medicine is happening this Sunday. And even though, <laughs> even though people are talking about like why was this this is going to be interesting when you see Quad back. I think it's because Greg had this look on his face because here's the thing. Quad wasn't entirely lying about what the fuck happened between them two. They weren't. She wasn't lying about that. So I think maybe he was nervous that she going to say something to make him look bad. Quad is above that. It's like, what's the point? You have a new wife and your wife ain't going away. I don't need to say nothing. Let me say this side part about Sweet Tea versus Jackie. I have been listening, and everybody makes fair points on both sides. It does seem to a little bit, certain extent, Dr. Jackie's above reproach. She's not. It's just, if you do approach her, you better have something good. Because as much as um, Buffy liked to talk, and my God, does she like to effing talk about a lot of things, <clears throat> Buffy, you have been talking about this for ad nauseum for at least five to seven years. You had a whole conversation with Jackie, and Jackie said, I was wrong. I should have never brought that up. She gave you a piss poor um, apology, I'm putting it in quotes, at that dinner, but gave you a real apology at the reunion. You said to her face, Oh, I don't think you were being malicious, but now you're saying she's double incarnate and she did this shit on purpose. I'm like, Girl, who's the liar? You are her. So you keep talking about this, and then people are talking about, is a HIPAA violation? Baby, it's not. Um, Buffy is not Jackie's patient. I was one of the people who thought that Simone had told um, Jackie about her being infertile or having, fer not infertile, infer fertility issues. That's the word I want to use. And technically it was not. Buffy is the one who told Jackie. So, so ma'am, she can't use information that you ain't tell us. So why are you making it seem like she just busted your bubble, but then you flat out said, oh, yeah, me and Jackie talked about my fertility issues. Time out. Wait a minute. You talked to her about this? So the thing about it is it's like Buffy is not, sometimes it's like she putting 20 on 10. She's putting the sauce that Ashley says Giselle puts on everything. I've maintained this and I still maintain it. Jackie's dead ass wrong and she was so out of pocket for telling her that. Is it a HIPAA violation? No. Is it in poor taste? Absolutely. Did she literally sh could, should have Buffy had said something to her that night, said, Jackie, why are you telling people that? I did not want people to know that about me. You should have checked her ass that night. But that's the thing. Buffy didn't let it go because she didn't want to. Because one, it's like, and the thing about it is she could be that honest. It's like, thank you for the apology. I'm, you should have answered like Mariah's mama. I'm not, I'm going to work towards forgiving you. I haven't done it yet. So that's one thing. It's like, girl, Buffy, shut up. Please stop talking. Just just stop talking. Stop talking. Especially when you told Candace she needs to, to dry it up and stop fucking crying when she was physically assaulted on camera. She was physically assaulted on camera. You were um, proverbially slapped on camera. And you telling that bitch to dry her eyes. Ma'am, your issue with Jackie predates her. So I don't know why you are sitting here talking. If you don't want us saying that about you, don't you dare say that about somebody else. Okay? Thanks. The other thing. Sweet Tea. I rewatched that, um, that scene a couple of times. And I noticed something. She didn't, like, anything about it, it's, it's Jackie's business. She, she cannot talk about it if she don't want to. To me, and this is how it seemed, Sweet Tea had it. She didn't have an issue totally with Jackie. She had an issue that Jackie had that kind of leeway where it's like they weren't going to bring this up and talk about it any further. Sweet Tea, who are you to come into this group like within 120-day probationary period telling them I should get the same kind of level as Jackie? If you're sitting here listening to him saying this is our trip of friends for 10 years, ma'am, this is your first trip. You should have, like, paid it. That's probably why they were telling you to shut up. It's like, no, because no, y'all do this. Da, 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 da. 
And so then I also watched Jackie say, we, we, we. Because here's the thing. Jackie is not the only person who made jokes. She also didn't say that in a vacuum. Y'all bitches laugh too. I don't see you coming that hard at anybody else. And it's like, so to me, it was like two things happening at once. One, she knew Jackie had made a joke. And two, she saw that folks were just kind of leaving Jackie alone and saying like, oh no, I can understand how she feels that way because you could. Because I think what people, and again, here I go being a contract employee in the Dixon District. I don't think people realize something that Jackie said. Now, when it came to quality, like, y'all don't tell us nothing. So if you watch, Jackie flat out said out of her whole face, if this was not on the blogs about the Curtis cheating of it all, she would have never told y'all shit. I feel like y'all missed that. The other thing is when she was on Watch What Happens Live with Karen and they brought up the whole thing with Robin, Do you, what did she say? I'd have told y'all to mind y'all business. Huh. Notice, nobody's saying, no, well, Jackie, no, that's not, no one's saying you want to show. Nobody's saying that with Jackie. And I'm like, thank you, because I knew that's what was going to happen. It's like, yeah, like, when people are acting like so out of the way with Robin about this, and it's like, girl, I knew what Jackie was going to say. She was going to say, mind y'all damn business. I'm like, uh. And notice, people are not giving her a whole bunch of like, now, Jackie, you know that's not fair. No one's saying that to Jackie. It's like, but again, it's neither here nor there. So I'm waiting for this Married to Medicine finale. Potomac, reunion me, please. And I promise you I need it now. (sighs) Reunion me, please. I can't do this again. So watching how Ashley is talking about, I don't want my kids to experience homelessness. I don't want them, like, wondering where they're going to live. This is why when Homegirl was trying to come after um, Candace about the fact that her mama let her live in one of her homes a woman whose background where she was a child, she was experiencing bouts of homelessness could never address me about anything. You could never address me about living in one of my mother's homes. When literally your mama lived in a tent city, when you were a kid, you better literally stick over there. That's why I'm like, why y'all letting this girl talk to her like that? Like girl, your mama didn't know. Sometimes she didn't have a, pot to piss in or window to throw it out of but you gonna be questioning like this is your mama's home at least my mama got more than one home and she not putting me in a tent (laughs) see how that works see petty i'm wrong right i'm gonna say it and take it back i sound like heavenly (laughs) i said i'm gonna say it and take it back i ain't taking back shit so low notes is tom sandoval and the fandom for um, Pump Rules. Now, I have noticed how some of y'all have literally turned, like, really, it becomes like Ariana is the villain this season, and then y'all watching Tom Sandoval be the villain, and he's always been on this damn show. This man literally sat on his face. I'm like, I watched how O.J. Simpson, there's no possible way you're old enough to remember O.J. Simpson, sir. The old, so for full, well, actually, no. You know what? Never mind. I forgot. I'm sorry. Tom Sandoval is 40. Yes, he is. I'm sorry. He is old enough to remember this. But this was like when, if I was in middle school, he was either like fifth grade or, yeah. No, I was in high school. Sorry. So he must have been in middle school. So, yeah, he's old enough. Um, You saying OJ and, of all people, George Floyd, that's not the same thing. As if, oh, I don't know, Mel Gibson, Kevin Spacey, um, Harvey Weinstein was not sitting there. The thing about it is, is like when it comes to oppression or um, bad press or people being terrible, the fact that you will be quick to call a, like to use a black person in your example, but then they'll black people, they need to shut up and dribble or like do better or stop being lazy or think about like your, yeah. Like, don't do this. This is why I'm like, and like, oh, I was just saying, I'm like, sir, you're wrong. I don't give a damn what your intention was. Fuck your intention and fuck you. You can kiss my ass and climb a tree. This is the Tom Sandoval that has always been there. Sir, you're not going to sit in my face and act like you a victim. Sir, you decided to put your dick in one of the three holes on Raquel's body. 
one and doing and one of those times is when you're like your girlfriend was going to go literally say goodbye to her grandmother. You need to shut up and take it. Stop being a baby back bitch because you know who you acting like. You ain't gonna like when I say this. You're acting like fucking Jax. You know the Jax that you said, no, man, you're gonna have to eat this, you're gonna have to take this. Da, 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 da. You are acting just like Jax. That's why you two are such good friends. Birds of a feather, like the kids say. He can shut up. I'm not doing this with you today. Also, this is not a low note. This is my last thing about Bravo. I find it hilarious that um Andy Cohen was trying to trip up the second gentleman. Anti-Semitism is high around this time. It's high a lot of the times, by the way. No one's going to say that. But the fact that he, like, literally, he ain't get caught up in the in those questions. Brava. Andrew, Douglas has a whole, as a whole wife who identifies as black and South Asian. You ain't going to do this with him. He know better. Let me tell you something. If he had, like, been into that, do you know... Kamala's like, just go lay in the family room. Go pick another room because you're damn sure not laying next to me. But bravo to Douglas because he ain't fall into that, brother. Okay, y'all. Guess what? I think this is the show. So thank you for listening to my rambles. <laughs> um, And I will be back. So again, thank you guys so much for hanging with me. Thank you like for hanging with me and hanging in there with me. I appreciate all of you and everybody have a good week.